Namaste, I'm Divya Nagraj and I'm here with uh, Shri Rajiv Malhotra. Uh, let's start with this quote which is so relatable to me in today's world and particularly among my peers. Let me read this. Uh, from the chapter called The Audacity of Difference. Many Indians have diluted their distinctiveness in order that Westerners may find them less strange. Their desire to manifest sameness occurs at levels both deep and superficial. In attempts to eliminate distinctions of dress, speech and self-presentation, especially in the business sphere and in efforts to think, write and speak only in Western terms, in all kinds of discourse, from political to cultural to academic. So you use the term difference anxiety to explain this behavior. So could you tell us what is the reason for this anxiety? You know, difference anxiety applies in many situations. A traditional bride marries some very rich family and she has a difference anxiety that, you know, I'm, I'm not like them. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to learn how they are and little, little things. Mm -hmm. I'm the underdog. I have less power. They have more power. It's their, uh, their context. I'm entering in their context. So I'm the one who's going to shift and become less different. Mm. Yeah. So this is an example. Uh, it comes from when a person feels less power mm. and considers the other side to have more power. Okay. Now, the husband doesn't feel that, hey, you know, I'm, uh, I'm different from her. I should become like her. That's unfortunate. He's yeah. it, in a truly equal relationship. They should both be like feeling. Yeah. There should be a symmetrical situation. Okay. Now, when this, when this kind of a thing happens to a collective group of people, one civilization feeling inferior and less powerful than the other one. There is, a com there is an inferiority complex. So difference anxiety can be from the side of the Indian who says I'm not uh, the same as these people. So I'll take, pick up their language, I'll pick up their dress, I'll pick up their ways, I'll pick up their ideology. They're accusing us of something, I'll also accuse us of that. So, you know, and I'm always trying to please them and impress right. them. And we have so many of these people on Twitter. Mm -hmm. Some, uh, you know, white American girl come, woman comes, and yeah. she starts tweeting common sense. Nothing she's saying makes is different that we already don't know. Right. But if I were to say something like that, I may get X number of tweets, but retweets. If she says it, she'll get 50 times. Right. Because she's a white person and we are very impressed. Yeah. This is an inferiority complex. And you're giving such people, the adhikar, building up their ego, their power, and then they'll control us because they feel very powerful. Right. Sometimes when these people came to our country, they were not rich. We were rich. They were not militarily powerful. British came with very few people. But we had this inferiority complex over them. So we built them up and it got into their head that, you know, we are very strong and powerful. We can pull these guys down. We, we know how to boss over them. So this difference anxiety can work against you. Yeah. Now, one reaction to the difference anxiety from the people who think they are inferior is to imitate. Yeah. Okay. Then others are looking to join them. So we'll convert. We'll be less different. Uh, Chinese uh, were brought into America as migrant workers to build railroads and do labor work, menial labor uh, a long time back. I'm not talking about today's Chinese who are very strong. I'm talking about a long time ago, many generations back, another generation of Chinese when they were very poor. So they had this inferiority complex. They suffered difference anxiety and they decided to convert to Christianity and become American. They converted to Christianity, but they were still looked down upon. It didn't work. Wow. You know, a lot of Africans 
had no choice because they were slaves. So they were all converted to Christianity. They started African churches and all that, thinking that now we'll get assimilated, they'll treat us as equals because after all we are Christians, but it didn't work. So, you know, this business that you will try to mimic the uh, superior people who you think are superior and upgrade yourself doesn't quite work. But this imitation is an important uh, aspect of uh, difference anxiety. It's a result of difference anxiety. The Indian Muslims think that, suffer difference anxiety from the Arabs, think that we are inferior, so they should Arabize. Okay, learn Urduize, Persianize, something like that, start wearing Arab clothes, get the Arab name. Nothing in the Quran says you got, you got to abandon your Indian dress or your Indian clothes. It is mimicry mimicry of the Arabs. And so the Arabs are promoting it saying that because the Prophet was a perfect human being, you should mimic him. Okay. So if the Arab was scratching like this, you should do that. If he had a beard, you should grow that kind of beard. You know, whatever he did, if you do it, you're imitating perfection. Yeah. So this business of imitating perfection comes from difference anxiety, a deep inferiority complex. And so there are uh, the, the Indian uh, uh, South Asian uh, Muslims uh, feel that there are these uh, Ashraf, Ashraf Muslim is somebody who claims to come from Arab or Turkey origin and, uh, and uh, Ajlaf is the Indian, the person who's converted. Now they all want, they're all Indian, but they want to fake that they are actually from Turkish background, Persian background, Arab background. So they want to Ashrafize themselves, oh. you know, just like a lot of Indians want to become Anglicized because of the inferiority complex with respect to Westerners. The Muslims have the same complex with respect to Arabs and Turks and they want to claim that we have that ancestry. Uh, our ancestors came as, uh, you know, uh, Mughals and we are descendants of that, which is not true genetically. Yeah. It's all the result of difference anxiety. Uh -huh. Okay. Now, the other kind of difference anxiety is the one who, is, who thinks I'm the conqueror, superior person. I have a superiority complex. I'm looking down at them. His difference anxiety is that I'm this white American or this Westerner or whatever and I have this, I'm different from them because I'm superior. So the difference anxiety can be either from below of the people who feel less qualified, less capable or it can be a difference anxiety in the form of racism or prejudice from above. above. Both are wrong and yes. both are a source of tension. But also I feel this comes from the sense where most Indians feel we are less intelligent and they are more intelligent. So they know the way so just follow that. Right. So I think that comes from there. And this uh, Western universalism uh, telling them that they are more evolved, they are more yeah. advanced and we have to become like them. Exactly. And you know, we have to give up. We have to be very embarrassed when a, when a Westerner comes and he says, what's this happening? What's that happening? Yeah. We have to be very embarrassed, start apologizing and whatnot. It is re the result of overpopulation and poverty. It has nothing to do with inferior civilization. Right. And some of that poverty came because of colonialism. Right. So we should be able to say, if you were poor, you would also be like that. Right. Uh, it's not because your civilization is inferior. Yeah, I think that's what needs to get into our mind. Right. To say that. Yes. Instead, we say whatever our culture, our beliefs lack rationality or logic. So all that belongs to them. Yes. You know, India is getting even worse because we are we have we have difference anxiety with respect to Arabs and Persians. North Indians, even Hindus, think that that is superior culture. Right. That this uh, poetry, Urdu mm -hmm. poetry and the Sufism, all right. that. There's nothing in Sufism about music. I mean, you know, this all, actually some of it is just uh, modern music and they call it Sufi, you know. So, yeah, uh, yeah th this is very strange. Uh, the 
uh, you could you could turn bhakti into this kind of modern music if you feel right. like there's nothing unusual but there is this complex in the south the complex is more towards christians yeah. south is more christianized pseudo christianized for yeah. solving different anxiety and the north is more islamized right. soft islam not becoming muslim per se but culturally trying to imitate them right. and now there's a trend of people wanting to imitate chinese so the different if china were to succeed in its goal to become the most powerful nation uh, indians will be getting jobs in chinese multinationals and then indian people in matrimonial ads will say some chinese blood in me and of chinese origin and what not this kind of a nonsense yeah. uh, can happen again right. so we need to really discover who we are right and not believe in somebody's universalism and else's universalism assert our own mm. uh, and and also at the same time uh, not have any complex of superiority inferiority we are different you are different so the solution to difference anxiety is mutual respect with difference i think if we don't do that we will end up being second class citizens yes but in this context if i were to take a moment and talk about my generation i would say that our lives are very much influenced by the west be it clothing food music movies and so on so where do we draw the line between staying rooted in our traditions and adopting western influences you don't want to say we reject everything western right you got to be practical right i mean just because uh, yeah. phones and uh, you know computers and these things were invented by them doesn't mean that you know we can't have them first of all anything scientific or technological is culturally neutral because the laws of physics right. i mean computers work on laws of physics it's not that uh, a person of a certain faith will work better or worse worse for them and this is true of all kind of scientific advancements so science our culture is very good and friendly towards science and technology and we should have absolutely no problem now china accepts all the technology and they say this is not westernization we are we are adopting technology but we are a confucian society confucianism is our civilization so we are not going to suffer different anxiety and inferiority complex with the west we are true to confucian thought and and culture and we are going to bring become the most technologically advanced country whether we learn it from you is irrelevant we learn it from wherever we can and but we we make it our own so we should have no problem with technology in in it is not a difference anxiety issue because it is not you're not trading off your tradition you can have all your tradition and be technologically savvy right. you know that's very important to me then as far as popular culture is concerned i think popular culture also i mean we, you know clothes certain clothes are more practical then we can use those clothes i mean certain uh, you know whatever is practical our tradition was never against being practical right the concern comes when you want to deny your history Right. when you want to uh, erase or dilute the the philosophy right. uh, when you want to decouple yoga from the uh, the vedic foundations when you want to westernize the ayurvedic medicine to impress them mm-hmm. because ayurvedic medicine requires a certain way so i i'm more concerned about difference anxiety affecting those kind of deep rooted traditions of our our culture right and particularly our sense of history our ideas of philosophy the dharma shastras the arth shastras we should be grounded in our shastras and then we should be very easy going and respectful of others and be good ambassadors and mingle with them people ask me are you are fighting so much for our culture why are you sitting with those americans why are you doing that? why not Exactly. I, i mean why not i am not somebody who want, who think whose idea of uh, vedic civilization is isolation 
So we are not isolated. Yeah. We are engaging the world. We are going all over the world. We are going to take over many companies, many industries, uh, dominate wherever we can, do very well, uh, and keep our cultural identity, civilizational identity intact. I mean, Japanese did that. They were the greatest uh, industrialists and businessmen, but very proud of their heritage. Yeah. Chinese are doing that now. Chinese are taking over many things, but they are not saying that we are no longer going to be Chinese. So this is this is a very subtle point. And you say that difference anxiety leads to digestion of the inferior culture. Yes. So could you tell us what this digestion is? What is digestion? So you know when the example I give is a tiger eats a goat and digests the goat. Right. Now it's not just uh, he's using uh, he's using something, but that something is disappeared. There's no more goat left. Yeah. Goat is gone. It's dead. So the Christians digested pagan culture. And they finished off the pagans. Yeah. They, they, they finished off their goddess tradition, their temples, uh, many of their uh, manuscripts and, and books were burnt and destroyed. And they, they took what was useful. So yeah. the Christmas tree came from there. Yeah. You know, yeah. the, the whole Easter uh, yeah. symbolism and all that came from there. Many of the ideas that are considered part of Christianity are actually not Christian. They came from the people they conquered and adopted those things. But in the process, they destroyed those people. So that's the destruction means I appropriate, but I destroy the source. And that destruction, destructive appropriation is the wrong part of it. So this digestion, I don't, uh, the problem is not uh, sharing. Sharing we do. So we want you to use yoga and yeah. we want you to practice yoga. It works for everybody, but do not distort it to Christianize it. Exactly. Do not make it less Vedic and Hindu because you don't like all that. So you can't take certain things out of it. And they are not just for symbolism. You know, if you read Patanjali's Yoga Sutra, the idea of guna, and the guna is, uh, 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 you know, and the idea of karma is there. Okay. So you cannot get rid of karma uh, when you are dealing with the philosophy of yoga. Okay. And if you are dealing with karma, uh, you also have to bring in the past life and the future life because karma is not just within one life. It is it is beyond one life. It, it keeps transferring. So. To be proper in yoga, you have to understand karma. To understand karma, you have to understand reincarnation. You know, the whole philosophy is there. Right. And the idea of who I am that is doing the yoga yeah. is not just this body. body. So if, if I try, really understand my who I am and my being, there are concepts like pran. You can't translate pran. Yeah. Pranayama is not just breath. Because while you are conscious of the breath part of it, but the actual pran, the breath is one aspect of the pran, but the pran is a much more profound concept. When you are doing yoga, there are certain shaktis. There is kundalini. There yeah. are all kinds of things that there is no western equivalent. Yeah. So therefore, the idea is the tendency to just digest it, which means that we erase who we are by erasing the difference. We are suffering difference anxiety. anxiety. We erase the difference and we digest it and make it look like theirs. Yeah. In that process, we are compromising our integrity and our authenticity and we are erasing our we are erasing our civilization right so all the sprouting up of yoga studios offering anything from hot yoga to beer yoga is something we should be concerned about right